be amazing. And man, I tell you what, God's presence is here. All right, I'm going to pray. Y'all please, as little moving around as possible, and, and give me your best ear and just help me out preaching tonight. It's so important to get into the word of the Lord. And actually, I wanted, uh, Stephen wanted to say something real quick about these books he recommends. It goes along with these, this sermon series. So I'm just going to let him go for it. So Speak first, good into the mic for the recordings, the brother. The first one is uh, one that Pastor Howardy has in the internship. But I, I remember it being probably one of the earlier ones I read. It's called Portals to Cleansing by Henry Malone. Um, and that one's more specifically got like blessings and um, things you can even speak over areas of your home where it's been maybe previously cursed or just things that have had demonic activity, you know, involved. Um, the other one is also, it's, I would say they kind of go together, so, but that one's more specific on like what you can say over your home and stuff. But the other one is called Purging Your House, Pruning Your Family Tree by Perry Stone. Um, I've gone through that one some, and it's gone. It's talked about just you know how Satan selects his victims at early age, removing accursed things from your home. Just things that reiterate basically what he's talked about in the last couple of sermons. But um, but that one's more specific to you know how kind of a, as a guide how to pray over your home. And this one kind of brings light to kind of some things that can even bring um, kind of like how to pray into things that are generational. And, um, some things like that touches on things like that and how to prevent Satan's return to your house. So we, we don't want that. That's good. Oh, yes, I sure can. Here, I'll let you look at it, actually, if you want. So, Thank yet, you, brother. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, there's some really good books. That Portals to Cleansing by Henry Malone, I actually put that in the notes, but I do recommend that book. But listen, guys, y'all can look at them, too, after service. We'll be sure to get you all the information. But it's called Portals to Cleansing by Henry Malone. And then that one by Perry Stoney mentioned. Those are really good books. I've read them. Well, let's pray over the, the sermon, and let's really get into this tonight. We'll pray for people that want prayer. I feel very strongly in my spirit that God's wanting to release impartation tonight. I feel that. I feel just a fresh anointing for God's people. So, Lord, we thank you so much for tonight. We pray over the word of the Lord. We love your presence. We love prayer. We love the, the ministry and the move of the Holy Spirit. But we need the word and we love your word. And so, Lord, I ask you tonight that you would anoint me fresh and speak through me everything that needs to be spoken, Lord. I pray your Holy Spirit will move upon everyone that's going to be hearing this as far as it goes. And that your Holy Spirit, as, they, as the Holy Spirit moves upon them, that we will be good, fertile soil of our hearts and minds and lives, Lord. I pray there's good soil and that your Holy Spirit anoint our eyes and ears, help us have eyes and ears of the Spirit so we can see, so we can hear. Maybe what we couldn't have before, but God touched our eyes. Lord, anoint our eyes, anoint our ears. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear. And let the word of the Lord go out as living seeds of truth sown into good fertile soil, watered by the Holy Spirit that will take root, grow, and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains until Jesus comes. Lord, I pray the truth of your word will shine out like a bright light and dispel all the darkness, all the lies, all the deception of the enemy, and bring truth, bring revelation knowledge. Lord, enlighten the eyes of our hearts. Give us revelation knowledge. And that your word would be like a washing of the water of the word, 
a hammer that's going to break down strongholds and a sword that's going to penetrate and lord we pray that your blessing be on the word because the bible says the word of the lord will not return void but it will go forth and accomplish what you sent it forth to do so we're believing you this word will go out among the nations and accomplish everything you sent it forth to do and lord we take authority as a church and we say right now jesus taught us the birds of the air try to steal the seed so lord anything of the enemy that would try to hinder this word in the name of jesus we bind you right now we command you will go in jesus name we break your power back off and lord we thank you for your angels clearing that out and let this go forth in power because your people need to learn these things so lord we thank you for hearing and answering this prayer we believe we receive it now as to agree as touching anything in jesus name amen all right can you bring my lapel up just a little bit we're going to go into this tonight <clears throat> last week i did a previous sermon dealing with the same subject but i'm going to take it from a different angle tonight i don't have time to recap hardly at all from last week but you need to go back and listen to it i dealt with leviticus 14 where it talked about leprosy in your house and how there were demon gods that were buried into some of these canaanite houses either in the walls or in the ground and god put a leprosy there to expose something satanic and to help god's people purge that out so it's very important we deal with these things um, just keep in mind that you don't always know what has happened on land before you got there you don't always know what has happened in a home or an apartment before you got there even temporary places you go like a hotel room you don't know what's happened there before you got there so it's important to pray over things so God can cleanse it spiritually and it's one thing to cleanse something in the natural you know you break out the the scrubby brush you know you break out the whatever it is the Lysol the soft scrub you get to scrubbing but see that stuff will never affect the spiritual realm and so you've got to use the blood of Jesus is available to us, but to purge out spiritual defilement out, okay? So anyway, today I want to talk more about the atmosphere. And that's what I'm going to deal with. I do want to give you a scripture that will be a crossover from last week, but Deuteronomy 7, verse 26, you shall not bring an abomination into your house. Now, an abomination here has to do with something that is satanic, like idol, uh, um, idols of other gods, other religions, or the occult, things like that. You will not bring an abomination into your house and like it come under a ban or a curse, but rather you will utterly detest it. You're going to hate it. It is something to be banned. It's something to be removed out and kept out of your dwelling. But it says if you bring it into your dwelling, it will affect you. One translation says it will bring destruction. So be careful because you can open yourself up to problems spiritually. So there are certain things, I talked about it last week, so there are certain things that if you're not careful, you can bring into your home or allow into your home that can act like a lightning rod that will bring demonic things. So this has to do with, like I said, the occult, the things that would be sexually perverted like pornography, um, things that bring bondage to people, drugs and alcohol and tobacco, things that bring bondage. Um, 
anyway, I, I went through a, a bunch of things last week, but just be careful that you're not allowing things to come into your dwelling that's going to be a snare to you and to others. All right, so this week I want to build on that in dealing with spiritual atmosphere. Here in River of Life, there's an atmosphere. There's a spiritual atmosphere where there's an open heaven, it's easy to worship. That had to be cultivated and it's had to be built on over a period of time. It's come in stages. But just like in the natural, if you go down south, um, south Texas, uh, San Antonio down to, in, even down into Mexico, there's a totally different climate. There's an atmosphere and a climate there that's conducive for things like palm trees. But if you were to go up to the north border and you were to go into some place like North Dakota or go up into the Canada region and you try to take the plant life from San Antonio and plant it there, it's going to die and vice versa. So there is a different climate and a different atmosphere. In the same way, spiritually, there are climates and atmospheres spiritually. There are some places that you can go. So let's, let's take it for a moment here with God's people in a corporate setting. There's some places you can go and it's really easy to worship. But there's other places you go and it feels almost impossible to worship. Some places you can go and it's really easy to pray. I mean, you can just go there and just start praying. Other places you go, it feels so difficult. It feels literally like your prayers are just hitting the ceiling. Those are different atmospheres. In the same way, I pose this question, how is the atmosphere of your home? Is your home a place where it's really easy to pray? It's easy to worship. There's a glory there. It's easy, it's easy to read the Bible. God can give you revelation. Or is it a place that's very difficult to pray? It's oppressed. It's spiritually sterile. It's a place that's easy to fight, but kind of hard to get along. Are you hearing me? There's some atmospheres that there's so much strife in the atmosphere that just going into it, it's easy to fight, but it's very difficult to get along. Whereas other atmospheres have been purged and there's a glory there and it's actually easy to get along. You get people that normally would be tense and bring them into that atmosphere and it's easy to get along. So building on what I talked about last week, we're dealing with atmospheres. And last week I talked about how the green and red streaks and you've got to purge these things out. All right, so there's three levels. And I want you to remember this, okay? Things that you bring into your home. Remember last week I talked about how Israel had to take things and pass them through the fire or pass them through the water. So it was like a cleansing before it came into their possession. So everything, in my opinion, everything that you're bringing into your dwelling, you should at least simply just pray over it that it's just cleansed because you don't know where things have been. But there's three levels of this. I'm going to deal with the lowest level first. The lowest level is the example I gave last week. If you were to take a sweater, and it's just a sweater, just a 
regular thick wool sweater and you were to take that and hang it somewhere in a bar where everybody's smoking everybody's drinking there's a certain atmosphere there there's a certain smell there and you leave it there for a long period of time what's going to happen that sweater is going to soak up all that fragrance that's in that place all that smell and you take it to your house and you put it in your closet and hang it up shut the door you're going to come back the next day and all of your clothes are going to smell like that so there are things that have been in the wrong atmosphere and it's soaked up that atmosphere it's not that it's necessarily a bad object per se but it just has an atmosphere on it is this making sense so when you bring that into your dwelling you just simply need to pray over it and cleanse the atmosphere now here's the next level this is actually worse than just that this would be things that have been defiled something that's been defiled could be this let's say that there was somebody that was deeply involved in witchcraft and they were wearing just regular street clothes and went to witchcraft meetings and practice all kinds of dark stuff and then they sell their clothes to goodwill and you simply buy the stuff but you just feel there's just not there's something just not quite right about this shirt and i don't know what it is you see what i'm saying certain things can be defiled could be defiled from different spiritual activity that it was you know involved in so to speak and you really need to pray over that that it's purged because if it's just regular objects like clothing or whatever just normal stuff it can be prayed over and cleansed but then you have the third level the third level is actually cursed objects these are things that cannot be cleansed they need to be destroyed and removed and in this realm you're going to have things like realms of the witchcraft and the occult pentagrams you know things that you would see at a, a store that sells witchcraft paraphernalia chalices and different things that go along with wicca um, witchcraft divination sorcery anything like that and anything to do with other gods little statues of buddha things that go back to freemasonry things that go back to native american spiritual religious stuff anything like that hindu buddhist all that you need to get that out of your house and you need to destroy it okay take a hammer to it do whatever you got to do to annihilate that thing okay because you don't want somebody else to end up being snared by it so destroy it and get it off your property if you can burn it that'd be great but it'd be better to burn it off your property but anyway if you burn it make sure and get the ashes get everything off your property you don't want cursed objects on your property and also that would be things like pornography obviously i think everybody here has enough sense about them to know you can't anoint something like that and and it'd be <laughs> some goofy people out there. there's probably some somebody out there that's perverted that's tried that but that that ain't gonna work friend <laughs> anyway so make sure and cleanse your property from anything that's going to allow a wrong atmosphere it's going to bring a defilement in there and of course any cursed objects they've got to be destroyed and removed and and i feel like i've preached enough on this in river of life that you know this but there's a lot of people out there that have never heard this preached and this is going out to the masses and we're living in a time where there's deliberately things that are not being preached that people need to hear and i'm, I'm sure that if that affects you it, it offends you a little bit just like it does me it bothers me 
because there's people out there that they need to know these things but others won't preach on it because they don't want to offend somebody anyway all right so let me ask a few questions here think about this what do you welcome into your dwelling ponder on this tonight what is welcomed into your dwelling and also what is communicated this is more of where I wanted to get tonight because last week I dealt with so much other material I don't want to backtrack I want to focus more on this this week but what is being communicated in your home I think about it when God created the heavens and the earth how did he create them he said let there be light he spoke out of his mouth God's created us in his image and the Bible is very clear that the life and death is in the tongue so your mouth can release blessings and curses now think about you remember kids take these little bubble blowers and they hold them up and they'll blow and all these bubbles go out into the atmosphere and they pop in the same exact way words go out of your mouth and they burst into the atmosphere and they're either releasing life or death blessings or curses what is communicating in your home because words have so much power it can definitely affect the atmosphere word curses I'm gonna go through about five things first one is word curses there are things that that people get angry and they say out of their mouth they don't mean it and they shouldn't say it but they'll say I hate you I wish you were dead You'll never amount to anything. You're so stupid. Things like that. It's word curses that are coming out of somebody's mouth. And they're cursing the other person. But it's, it's going to sterilize the atmosphere. The glory of God and the presence of God is going to lift off places where these word curses. Be careful. And let me just say a little bit more about that. You can really damage somebody and you can cripple somebody in many different ways by cursing them like that. Be careful as a parent that you don't get angry and say something like that. You're so stupid you'll never amount to anything because you're cursing them. And that could put something on them that hinders them for many years until God breaks that curse. Rather than cursing people, we need to be blessing them. So speaking over your kids, why not bring them into your lap and put your hand on their head and begin to invoke a blessing over them and say in the name of Jesus. What did, what did Jesus do with the little children? It didn't say he prophesied or even prayed over them. What did he do? He blessed them. So Jesus put them in his lap. But anyway, he spoke a blessing. How about speaking something like that in, in the name of Jesus? I bless you. That you're going to have health, that you're going to have prosperity, that you're going to love Jesus, that you're going to know the Lord. You're going to be a child that loves the presence of God. You've got deep understanding of God's word. I bless you. Why not speak that? So deal with the curses. Break those off. If you've cursed something, you need to take it back off of it. So if you've said things you shouldn't have said, and there was this pastor that tells a story that's a really good example about this. He said that he, he had created this orchestra pit on the platform but he was frustrated because there were no musicians that were filling it. And as he was walking through there, he was praying, but really he was complaining about it. And the Lord just interrupted him and said, quit cursing it. And it, it stunned him 
because God just interrupted him right in the middle of that and said, quit cursing it. And he stopped and he started thinking about it. And he had never studied this before. He'd never studied blessings and curses, so he didn't know that he was cursing it. And so he went home and he started studying all this out and he came back in prayer and he stood over that orchestra pit and said, in Jesus' name, I take all those negative words and I break them off you right now in Jesus' name. And I bless you that you're going to be filled with the musicians you need. And he said that it wasn't long after that till people started coming in and filling that thing. What blessings will do, blessings will break off the containment that's there. So when something seems like it's not moving, you've prayed over it, and it's kind of like, why aren't things changing how about start blessing it? Remember Jesus took the loaves and fishes and what does it say? It doesn't say he prayed over it and he didn't prophesy over it. He blessed it. And when he blessed those loaves and fishes, they began to multiply. Blessings will cause increase in multiplication. It breaks the confinement off of it, breaks the containment off of it, to where it can multiply. And it multiplied so much, remember that little boy's lunch turned into feeding a multitude and then still having 12 baskets left over. So blessings are really powerful. If you want to shift the atmosphere of your home, we talked about last week how to apply the blood and anoint and all of that. Okay, so now we're building on this. What you can do is daily you can speak a blessing over your home. And the, the blessing that God gave, did you know there's a blessing in the Bible? It's the only blessing that God himself wrote. And it is this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, give you peace. And in, in the Hebrew, the sim, the sim part implies established in peace. So I always say established. But anyway, you can speak that over your dwelling. That the, I speak over this home. That the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you. You will be established in the peace of God, in the presence of God. I bless you. But you can speak over it. I gave you things last week. We have that, that sheet that you can go through and read. Remember the cleansing your homes sheet? But begin to speak over bedrooms, begin to speak over the kitchen, different areas. Bless them. And don't just do it once, keep doing it. Because blessings are like this. You remember here in Texas, we're very familiar with this. So when it gets really dry in the summer, the ground starts cracking. Finally, we get some rain, what happens? It just soaks it up. You get up the next day and you're thinking, man, it didn't even look like it rained. But it, if it keeps raining... It keeps raining, keeps raining. Pretty soon you got standing water. That's blessings. Keep speaking blessings. Keep speaking them. And pretty soon the atmosphere will shift based on the blessings. There were things in River of Life that I had prayed about. <clears throat> and I knew that it was really going to take, God was going to have to bring these changes and I knew that, for example, one of many examples I could use, but our, our prayer ministry years ago was good, but I knew it needed to go deeper. And I began to speak a blessing just in my own prayer time at the church by myself. I began to speak a blessing over different things that needed to change. Now, I remember blessing the prayer ministry go deep. 
It's deep now. So change comes when you begin to speak blessings. And I, I'll tell you one that's kind of neat. I remember when I was in my home and we, had, we started church there, but I remember speaking blessings and sometimes you just say things. And I, I remember blessing in my home that the word of God will go out among the nations. Now, how in the world is that going to happen? Think about it. Well, we get this call from the 700 Club. And they want to air my wife's testimony. And this precious lady that we just, my wife and I, we've all just fallen in love with her. But she's the sweetest lady came and did the interview. But she wanted to do it in our home. And did you know that that testimony went around the world? The word of God went to the nations. I remember there was somebody in Scandinavia contacted us said hey man your testimonies airing him over here in Scandinavia it's all right awesome so blessings have the power to bring change and multiplication there's a time to pray about things where you're asking God to intervene prayer is so powerful there's also a time to prophesy the Holy Spirit moves upon you and you speak out the word of the Lord and prophecy is powerful how many of you guys have ever got, I mean, a powerful prophetic word? I mean, it was like a fiery, you just knew it was God, man. All right, prophecy's powerful. But also, there's a time to bless. And the time to bless is when things need to change, but they haven't been changing. When you need things to multiply, when you need things to increase, if you'll start speaking a blessing and keep doing it, Blessings are spoken by faith, but keep blessing and keep blessing, and you'll see that over time, things will begin to change. And blessings, a lot of times you can pray about something, and when the answer comes, it's like that. It's just quick. When the answer comes, y'all know what I'm talking about. You can, you can prophesy, and when that prophecy is being fulfilled, it can be really quick, but a lot of times blessings will be gradual over time. So you've got to stay in faith and keep speaking blessings because it will gradually change. There are many, many things. I could, I could stay on this for a long time because the power of blessings and curses is a, a very strong theme with my wife and I. And God just radically impacted our lives. But a lot of it, you know, I was just with some dear friends of mine out in um, Missouri and we talked a lot about these different subjects, but a lot of things that my wife and I learned came out of survival because just different things we were going through, we began to really seek the Lord and go deep in prayer and fasting, <clears throat> and God brought revelation to us. And we understood, for example, she really had to come out from under any generational curse, you know, and move into blessings. So here's what we had to do. We had to pull away and break off and remove any curses but don't ever leave a vacuum spiritually ever no matter what it is now we had to make sure that there was blessings there generational blessings and there are now so you're dealing with word curses now what i'm talking about with word curses is negative things negative things that are spoken but now you're dealing with more profane things foul language Things that grieve the Holy Spirit. Be careful because just like defilement, foul, profane language, using God's name in vain, 
GD this, MF this. You know what I'm talking about? This foul language that grieves the Holy Spirit. There's a reason why the Holy Spirit doesn't let us as Christians talk like that. And if somebody's really comfortable with these things, they're not saved. I mean, let's just be real. So you know that the Bible says in Ephesians that these things grieve the Holy Spirit. Unwholesome talk, it grieves the Holy Spirit. So that foul filth comes in and it goes out into the atmosphere of your home and it defiles the atmosphere. And you've got to be really careful with it because there's even things that, you know, people are using maybe sexually explicit language and it goes out into the atmosphere of your home. Well, that can now start allowing sexually explicit thoughts to go on in somebody's mind. You follow me? And maybe even sexually explicit spirits. So you need to make sure that your atmosphere of your home is not having this really foul, evil language in it. Violence. Violent language. Again, people can start dealing with violent thoughts, maybe having bad dreams, fear, things like that. But the power of words... And let me say as well, be very careful about this. I rem you remember in the Bible it says don't go to bed angry and don't give place to the devil? There's a reason that's in the Bible. Because people will get into a big fight and then they just go to sleep. And they don't understand that they have not dealt with that. And so I could just see with my mind's eye, if you will, like a patio door. And it's like they got in this big fight. There were things that were said in anger. That shouldn't have been said, but, you know, they were angry. There's maybe some unforgiveness. There's frustration for sure. But all that was going on, and now they're just going to close their eyes and go to sleep. And you go into this slumber, this deep sleep, and I can just see like a patio glass door sliding open and spirits of like strife coming in. You wake up the next day and you think everything's okay, but you realize over the next few days there's still a strong tension in the atmosphere. And things really haven't gotten better. They're now starting to get worse. So make sure if you ever get into a fight in your family and in your home that you pray, that you go through and make sure, first off, we all need to grow in the Lord and to where we have some uh, discipline about what we're saying but make sure that you say lord forgive us for anything we've said that we shouldn't have said let that be purged from us and from this atmosphere but also you need to try to come to a place of forgiving one another and praying together before you go to sleep because if you don't you can give place to the devil so think about different entryways it's a little bit of a recap from last week, but entryways. There's entryways now to pray about that 100 years ago would have never happened. You guys think about this because you're living in the, the age where technology is just normal. But you have to understand, man, from the time of Jesus till the 1700s or whatever, things didn't change that much. But I mean, within just... Uh, a couple of generations, we've had radical sweeping change in technology. Well, with that has come some things that you need to think about. 
We all know when you think of an entryway into your dwelling, you think of the front door, you think of maybe a gate of a fence, you think of the garage. Okay. But what you also need to think about is there's entryways, for example, like your Wi-Fi, the Internet. And how many knows not everything on the Internet is wholesome? And then you've got also the DVR. So you have the television through a DVR now, and I know that there's, there's whether it be fiber optics or whatever they use for your partic you know, particular setup, but there's something there of an entryway. Also, airwaves. You know, think about things like radio, etc. I mean, there's always stuff circulating, but you can, you can take a radio or whatever and tune into something that's not good, and, and something can try to ride those airwaves in. So think about these things and pray over them. You know, I talked about last week, you can take communion and, and apply the blood. You can anoint it. But pray that the Lord seal off these entryways. Are you hearing me? Because the Lord will do it. There's things that are just going to come up. We live in a filthy world. There's things that, that Satan's going to make sure kind of popping up here and there. But if you've really prayed over it, then it's sealed. You've got to have some faith. Amen. All right, another thing that's going to sound really weird, and I understand that. There was a time I would have thought this was weird too. But hear me all the way out. So people that have gotten deeply involved in witchcraft and the occult, there's a lot of things I could talk about here. But just for this sermon, one of the things that they learn to do is try to use mirrors to create like a spiritual gate. So picture, picture like the spirit realm ripping open like a little gateway, a little portal that they can send something through, okay? They like to do that with mirrors, and I've had multiple times where I've had to deal with this in, in the ministry. See, a lot of people go through strange things, and they know that the body of Christ doesn't understand it, so they don't talk about it. But they'll hear some testimony like my wife's, and they'll come to me and her in private. And they'll say, we're dealing with this weird stuff, and, and we'll be like, we understand, we know. But what you can do is just simply pray over the mirrors. That there, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in this home. Amen. <laughs> I apply the blood over this stuff. It's sealed off. Okay. Usually people won't ever deal with that unless they come under a really strong attack from somebody that's involved in the occult. And it, usually you won't have to deal with that. But it's just here recently. I'll just give you an example of how common this is. Just here recently, the last couple months, there was a pastor friend of mine that contacted me because there was a family with a young lady that was dealing with this very thing. And they sent her to us to pray for her. And God really started doing an awesome work in her life. All right, so pray about entryways being sealed where the enemy cannot bring stuff through. But you've got to have faith. Let me say this, that it's important because every time I've preached along these lines, you deal with certain people that have tendencies toward a lot of fear. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we need to have faith that we can pray about this stuff and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I have faith in the blood of Jesus. Amen. But here's the thing, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Because people don't know and they don't apply the blood, then things start happening to them and they don't understand why they're going through what they're going through. 
there's a lot of stories I could tell, but for the sake of time, I've got to limit them. But there's people that have accidentally brought things into their home they didn't know was wrong. And it was like all kinds of just hell broke loose in their family. I mean, major sicknesses. They, they, they all of a sudden started fighting so bad that they, they'd always gotten along, but now they're talking about divorce. Their, their kids became changed personalities. It was just horrible. And then they were crying out to God, what's the problem? And God showed them, get that out of your house. And they did, and it's like something purged, and then things started going back to normal. So the atmosphere of your home can be very affected by things that should not be there. Also, let me warn you about this. Be careful. This is the last one I want to talk about. But we're talking a lot about words. Be careful with gossip and slander. The book of Leviticus says you're not to go about your people as a talebearer. And I'll just tell you that God hates gossip. Hates it. It's too quiet in here. I don't think that we don't have any gossips. I hope not. But God hates gossip. I'm just telling you. So those people that go around and they're always, did you hear about so-and-so? Did you hear about this? And they're always spreading other people's business. I love you, but God hates what you're doing. He hates it. And what you're doing is sowing discord among brethren. And also slander. Slander is when you're going behind people's backs and you're really slandering them, running them down, tearing down their character and trying to make them look like a horrible person. God hates it. Now, that stuff going on in your home will defile that atmosphere. There's no way. See, we want the glory in our home. One really quick way to get rid of the glory and create a sterile atmosphere is have a bunch of gossip and slander in that home. The Holy Spirit will leave quick. The glory will depart, and there will be a sterility in that home. Y'all hear me? So what I would do is, you know, just like last week, we talked about praying over your home. I would walk through that home and ask God's forgiveness for anything that shouldn't have been going on and that the, the Lord begin to cleanse that, apply the blood, command anything not of God to go and ask the Lord to let his glory begin to settle in that home. But for the glory of God to come and the glory of God to remain, you're going to have to maintain the, the atmosphere for that. You can get the glory to come, but then you start allowing stuff in that home you shouldn't allow and it, it can become sterile. And making sure your home's in order. I know that the Bible's very clear about this. Husbands need to be assertive and lead. Wives need to be submissive in everything as unto the Lord. And children need to be obeying their parents. And if they don't, they need to have discipline. See, we're living in a culture that doesn't like that right there. But I'll tell you what, what I just described, people that don't do that, it's rebellion against God. It's not rebellion against me. People can get mad at this and say, well, I don't like that. That's fine. I didn't write that. I didn't make it up. So you're rebelling against God. You're rebelling against God's order. And that's going to give place to the enemy. So here you've got a situation now in our culture where you, many times you have passive men that won't lead. And you have women that want to wear the pants. And you've got kids in disarray. And homes are being destroyed because of it. If you'll get your home in order like it needs to be. Godly discipline those kids in love. Hey, listen, if you really love your kids, discipline them. 
Obey the Bible and discipline them. Teach them right from wrong. And when they do wrong, discipline them where they won't want to keep doing it again. If you don't love your kids, then don't do anything. Let them just grow up however society has them grow up. How many knows that we've seen enough of that and a lot of kids are having a lot of problems today because of that? All right. And then the last couple things I want to deal with the Bible gives the principle, I've taught a lot on this, the morning and evening sacrifice. Every morning, every evening, the priest would kill the lamb and there was grain, there was wine that was poured out. It's a picture and type of the communion table and applying the blood. Is everybody hearing me tonight? It's a picture and type of the communion table and applying the blood. I believe that before you go to bed at night, that you need to bring your family under the blood of Jesus. Think about what I'm saying. Because a lot of times we just think that that just automatically happens. You're going to have to be deliberate and you're going to have to really bring your family under the blood. One powerful way to do that is you can take communion. But regardless, you need to pray, Lord, we, we apply the blood of Jesus over this property, over everything here, over our family. And because of the blood of Jesus, there's a hedge of protection around this property. This is sealed off. This is holy ground. You need to do that every night, and you need to do that every morning. You need to bring your family under the blood and have a powerful time of prayer. All right. Got time for just a little bit more. I may pick up on this next week. I want to have time to pray with people. But pretty soon, the church is going to be dealing with we're going to be going into rather a time of fasting and so I want to make sure I'm going to need um, my wife out here to help me if somebody could get her for me but pretty soon our church is going to be going into a church-wide fast and I want to talk more probably next week about the power of fasting but we need to have a corporate unity of prayer and fasting and how many how many of you guys know that in the scriptures when there was a solemn assembly, when God's people would come together and really pray and fast and they were serious with God, I mean, God really moved. And I believe that if we'll do that, God's going to keep moving and increase what he's doing big time, okay? So I want to go ahead and close this out tonight. I'll pick up on this next week. I'm going to deal with fasting. I'm going to deal with the power of tongues. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But let's go ahead and close this out. So look through your home. And, and I have that cleansing homes and land. Make sure that you go through that and apply the blood. Deal with the things in your home so that the glory can come. And let me say this as I close. Hear me. The glory of God that's here tonight in River of Life can be in your home. If nobody ever told you that, I want you to hear it from me. This glory can be in your home and God wants it there. And where the glory of God is, there's going to be protection there's it you know your night's rest is going to be sweet it actually even affects your health it affects everything it affects your relationships the glory of the lord will bring prosperity and protection we need his glory in our homes so lord we thank you tonight we thank you for your presence we thank you for your word we love you lord we bless you and as we close this time out lord i ask you to seal this and i ask you to really get this word in your people in an awesome way help us Lord to cleanse our homes and deal with the things we need to deal with so that our homes will not be a thoroughfare
for, for various oppressive things of the enemy, but rather they're going to be a safe haven where there's like a wall of fire about them and the glory of God is in their midst. And Lord, we pray for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so let's go ahead and play that iPod. We're going to, we'll have to deal with the moving of the chairs, but if you want prayer tonight, I believe there is a fresh anointing. Whew, I feel it. 